In today's episode, I'm opening up and getting a little vulnerable about a thought and fear that has halted me in the past for sure and maybe causing turmoil in your mind as well. I'm talking about the fear of saying yes. It can be this long list of what ifs. Sometimes it's even a fear of failure, but often actually a fear of success. I've decided this year to say yes. Now, those thoughts haven't totally gone away. The questions still arise over and over again, but I am committed to saying yes. I have a lot to share with you today, so should we get right into it? Yes. Yes, we should. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. Yes. 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 How many ways can we say it? Yet sometimes it really just won't come out. Did you know there is a real fear that people have of saying yes, of opening the door, of taking a leap? More often than not, a leap of faith. Why do you think it's even called that? A leap of faith. Because you need faith to do it. Faith over fear, right? But where does that fear come from? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Our minds are powerful. I cannot even begin to think how many thoughts and questions and ideas run through my mind each day, each hour, or even each minute. Decision-making is constant in our lives. Let's take into consideration this podcast you're listening to right now. In deciding to listen to this episode, you may have changed your mind many times, but you eventually decided to say yes and click play. You maybe decided to go out for a walk while you're listening for the next 20 minutes, and over the course of these 20 minutes, you will have plenty of other decisions that can change your mind several times. What happens when there's a ding in your ear and a text message comes through? You may keep walking, but you reply to the text, then realize you missed a piece of the episode, so you have to hit the rewind button. What about when that notification comes through that Lululemon or Target have new items dropping today? That may require more brain capacity, so maybe you even pause me, stop walking, and click their link because you just have to see right now what's new. Please don't leave me hanging here. I cannot be the only one. The bottom line, our minds are absolutely incredible and complex, and that right there is why we have to be aware and cautious and protecting when it comes to our thoughts, so that we can make decisions clearly, hear direction clearly, and confidently take the next step. Let me lay the foundation right here. Every decision you make in life will impact you and others around you. But what is it that really makes it so hard to say yes? Is it truly the fear of not knowing what's next? Is it just the overwhelming amount of what-ifs? Is it the fear of regretting the decision? Is it a concern for how it will affect others in your life? 
Is it even that the information on the decision is bombarded and drowned out by culture and people's opinions around you and you just can't find a quiet minute to try to process it for yourself? All of these are valid questions and ones you no doubt have already gone through in your mind whether the decision was to move to a new city, get married, or even give of your time, your talents, or your finances. Let me give you these tips so that by the end of this episode, you'll have some steps to take and the groundwork to build up your confidence in God's plan and in yourself so that you can powerfully say yes. Let's get into it. Number one, get powerful with your no. Now, this may seem counterproductive when the goal here is to conquer the fear of saying yes, but stick with me. Let me break it down to you. I think I'm actually pretty good at saying no. Are you someone who struggles to say no to people? You're always the one helping, going the extra mile, and then left exhausted and frustrated and feel so depleted you have no time or energy for your own dreams, your own goals, or even your own relaxation to rejuvenate and restore yourself. So you're left feeling like I do right now after that super long sentence? (laughs) I'm not telling you not to do for others, but again, just stick with me here. I'm going to let you in on something. I'm actually quite the introvert. I can function in extroverted situations. I can be all the energy teaching a spin class and training people and can have a good time out with friends, but then I need to go home. Like, I need to spend some time alone. I need to recharge by myself, and I know this about me. So here's the thing. When everyone is asking to go out week after week, I have absolutely no problem saying no. Back in 2012, I was an assistant manager with Lululemon. Every Saturday night, I was the closing manager, and without putting anyone on blast, let me just say, I held it down. I was a manager who would clean the bathrooms, take out the trash, and do other duties that a lot of others wouldn't do, just so that some of my college-age co-workers could make sure that we could leave on time to leave work at 10 p.m. so they could head straight to the local spot and be ready for their dancing debuts. I would stay late so they could change their clothes and curl their hair in the restroom. The only deal was that they walk or drive me home on the way. (laughs) And when I first started taking over the Saturday night shifts, they asked me every single Saturday to go out with them. My answer was always no. It was never a maybe, it was never an I'll think about it, it was no. Because there's no power in maybe, there's no power in I'll think about it. Those types of answers show that you actually question yourself. Now, if you're actually considering it, then fine, but if you know for a fact you're not down and you're not going to go with them, then why not just say no? If you never say no, are you actually really sticking to your word? What's your integrity really like? At this point, do others even care to hear your answer or are they asking you to join just because they think that they should, just because they should include you? That's a dangerous place to be. Without any judgment on either side, my coworkers stopped asking me to go with them. But you better believe the Saturday night routine continued and our relationships grew and yes, they walked me home every Saturday night on their way out. Then it happened. It was one of their birthdays, and they were all so excited to go out together. The birthday girl came to me weeks in advance and said, Hey, Kayla, I know, I know, but it's my birthday. Will you come out with us? My response? Yes. I didn't say another word before she had told nearly everyone working that day that, in fact, Kayla was going to go out on a Saturday night. 
She didn't roll her eyes. She didn't say, wait, are you actually going to come? She 100% knew and trusted and believed that when I said yes, that was a guaranteed yes. Why? Because I had never, ever wavered in my no. Where do you need to set some boundaries in your life? Where do you need to start to stand firm in those boundaries and say a powerful no? These boundaries may not be keeping you from something dangerous, from something pulling you away from God, but sometimes we have to say no and set boundaries for ourselves in the good ideas, in the good deeds, in the giving, in the helping, and in ministry. Let me slide this thought in right here. If you're always saying yes to people and left exhausted by people, do you have any yes left for God? Because He has a specific assignment for you. He has a unique purpose for you. But using up all your energy on what other people ask you to do here on earth can deplete your capacity. And then when God has an opportunity for you, then what? So get powerful with your no. And this leads me right into my second tip to help you conquer the fear of saying yes. Number two, check your relationship with God. In any relationship in life, trust grows with the more time we spend together, the more we communicate, the more we share. Our relationship with God is no different. I really want to encourage you to see your relationship with God as a true relationship. Don't just say, I have a personal relationship with God as a way to end a conversation, as a way to ensure others won't judge you, as a way to try to validate your own mind and heart with some decisions you're making. This is something I'm very passionate about in my life, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) How could I possibly say yes to someone I don't trust? How could I possibly agree or commit to stepping into unknown territory without a relationship and trust? For the sake of the example I gave earlier, you better believe I was not about to go out anywhere with these crazy college-age girls in these years of their lives, especially in a new city where I didn't know anybody and barely knew them, there was no trust there at all. But when the time came to say yes, I had built solid relationships. I knew them, and more importantly, I trusted that they knew me. They saw my boundaries every week. They saw the way I lived my life, and we respected each other's differences. So with that trust and the months of relationship building, That's the only thing that got me to say yes and venture into not only unknown territory, but uncomfortable territory. Let me clarify, by this point in life, I was in my early 30s. So trust is key. Do you believe God has a plan for you? Do you trust that? Do you believe what God says in his word, in the Bible? And do you truly trust that? Most people are afraid of saying yes because it often comes with uncertainty. Then, with uncertainty, people often anticipate the worst, tempting them to say no or just avoid the instruction or opportunity altogether in order to avoid all the overwhelming thoughts in their minds. But here's the thing. When you're saying yes to God, to His will, to His plans, it's already set up for the best for you. As believers, we are His children. He not only wants the best for us, that's literally His plan. The prophet Jeremiah in the Bible states one of the most used scriptures in our society when it comes to encouragement. And if you've been around a group of Christians and asked anyone for their favorite verse or been in church for any amount of time, I'm sure you've heard this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 
That's Jeremiah 29.11 in the New International Version. The amazing thing about being a believer now, about receiving the incredible gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, is that we can now receive these same everlasting truths from the Lord. Of course, Jeremiah wasn't speaking directly to me back then. I wasn't even around. But he was speaking on behalf of God. He was speaking the truth of who God is and his plans for his people. And well, he was God then and he's still God now. He was God over the people of Israel and he is God over me. And without starting to sound like I'm preaching, I will share with you this truth that he is the same God today and he is God. He cannot lie and he does not change his mind. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. I told you briefly in the intro to this episode that this year I've decided to say yes. Now, I'm not out here jumping out of planes and definitely not signing up to run a marathon, but I am consciously listening for God's instructions and committing to saying yes to Him. Have you had something on your mind, on your heart, something pulling and pushing you, but you've been afraid to take the leap? I was there. I have felt the tug in my heart, in my spirit, since lockdowns began in 2020, and to be honest, this has been a thought and a passion I've had for years before that. Anyway, my desire was to create a place to bring women together to hang out, like from all over, to pray together, to grow together, to build relationships with one another, not from one church, but from everywhere. I was in Arizona at the time, returning to Canada on a last-minute flight, but could not shake this feeling of, I need to start an online Christian book club. And as the thought got louder, oh, my mind had some answers for it. (laughs) The laugh, the nobody will want to do that, the how are you going to do that? People don't want yet another Zoom call in their week, and are you qualified to do that? Like, all the things. I'd been thinking about the book club aspect specifically for more than a month and had the exact book in mind that I would want to read at first, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. I read the book many times years before, and I remember it being so powerful for me then as a trainer and as a mentor, and I just love working on mindsets with people. I knew I had a copy of the book, an old paperback one, and I knew it was probably in my storage unit in a heavy box full of books, probably in the back corner of the unit. But I had decided to say yes. So I went to that storage unit, dug to the back, pulled out that book, and then flew back to Canada. I built up the courage to ask on social media if anyone wanted to read this book with me, and I was shocked when women said yes. We met every week on Zoom, and as we read through this book, our relationships with God grew. Our relationships with each other grew. Our desire to continue grew, and our number of little Brady Bunch-style boxes on the screen, they grew. And let me tell you, since the first night of that book club, we have continued on every single week. And now as I record this episode, we are on to our fifth book. And although I do put extra effort into this book club, although it does take time and commitment and... I pour out as much as I can to these women. It is my favorite night of the week and God restores every ounce of exhaustion I could ever feel. Why? Because this book club actually isn't about me. It's about my relationship with God and me trusting him enough to say yes and step into unknown and uncomfortable territory. And he is using this book club for his glory. Which brings me to my third tip to help you conquer the fear of saying yes. My yes to God actually isn't about me. This right here is the game changer. 
The fear, the questions, the unknown of saying yes to God is what most often holds us back. But what's more important to realize is that others are missing out too. God has an assignment for you, and He has handpicked you and handcrafted you to complete that assignment. And you know what? When you say yes, so many other people will be blessed through you. That's just how He works. Think about it. Think about blessings you've received. You may have thought that they just came through a person, right? That person paid for your groceries. That person sent you a message of encouragement. That person invested in your business. But here's the truth. That person said yes to God's prompting. And you happen to be like collateral blessing receiver from their obedience. I promise you, if you can get this truth into your mind, it will silence so many of those doubts and questions and fears. So this book club, I literally cannot comprehend sometimes how God has blessed these women. One woman reached out to me one day and asked if I could help her send $100 anonymously to another woman in the group. Sure. This was her obedience. This was her saying yes to God. Do you know that the woman who received the money didn't know earlier that day how she was going to pay for her prescription medications? I mean, how could anyone know that? Then a family friend of mine experienced a tragic loss recently. I reached out to the young, now-widowed mother of two and invited her to just listen in to a book club discussion so we could pray over her. I knew there was a woman in our book club who could encourage her. Would you believe in this small group of women... There was now two single-mothered widows in their 20s. After that night, they connected, and although they're from different states, they recently met in person. Their sons played together, and they embraced and shared with each other something that I could never understand. I say all this to say, my obedience to start this book club, I can clearly see now, was never about me. It was about God connecting women. It was about God touching and blessing women who were about to give up. I didn't send anyone money. I didn't buy any flights. But I did say yes to God so that he could reach these others. One of my friends recently encouraged me and celebrated this book club and stated that I'm in a season of saying yes to the Lord. I'm in a season of obedience to the Lord. And I received that encouragement and I was excited too and it felt really good. But as I was out for a walk the other day, spending some quiet time with God, I realized, wait a minute, this isn't supposed to be a season. Saying yes to God, being obedient to his call, that's not supposed to be a season. Seasons will come and go. Sunshine and rain, smiles and tears, positive affirmation and fears. But when it comes to me saying yes, that should stay forever. That is my goal. That is my desire. So let me remind you, will you say no powerfully to not deplete yourself? Will you grow your relationship with God and trust his plan for your life? And will you say yes to God knowing that your yes is not about you? Let me leave you with this. We ask God for a lot. We pray for a lot. We pray for nearly any and everything, and most times we expect God to answer our prayers with a yes. We plead for him to say yes. We even cry and ask over and over, believing he will eventually say yes. When he is the one asking the question, when he needs you to do something for him, what will your answer be? Thank you for joining me this week. 
My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Fit. If you have a desire to grow your relationship with God, to read your Bible, maybe even to try again, I'm here for you and have just the right place for you to start. My Build Your Bible Time program is the most foundational program to take you from questions and insecurity to confidently spending time with God in His Word every day. Head on over to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com for more details. I'll see you next time.